3rd of August 2021 and it is right now 7.10 p.m. evening time in Singapore. Just want to thank all of the listeners from my podcast and the radio show for the wonderful support that you've given me all these while. And I will have a few callers calling in. Anonymous caller is going to take on the subject of foreign talents in Singapore a little bit later on. And also I have Kevin Padillo calling in from New York City and they will be with us very shortly. Uh, and before that, let's have a couple of beautiful love songs to start your Monday morning if you are in America and your uh, wonderful Monday evening if, if you are in Singapore. So I am Vicky Astro, your radio DJ calling in from Singapore. Podcast it you live from Singapore to you, to America, Mexico, Canada and the rest of the world, including down under Australia.
Hello there, this is Vicky Astro. I'm your radio DJ and podcasting to you live from Singapore. And I have a caller calling in from New York City, USA. And he is Kevin Padillo on the other side of the line. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for being with me for the fourth month. And I think we will be going into the fifth month of Love Cafe. Hi, Kevin. Is that you calling in from uh, NYC? No. Where are you? Kevin. Kevin, you yeah, are it's Kevin here. Hi. Yep, you are already live on air right now in Singapore. It is 7:16 p.m. Singapore and it is 23rd August 2021 20, um, and it, even before um, we dive into the Bible verse of the week um, that you have chosen for us the verse. Um, how are you Kevin? I'm doing good. And we are already um, toward the uh, second half of the year and only four months to go to the end of 2021. Um, you know, it's been a spectacular 2020 and spectacular 2021 of a lot of people. So, Kevin, how are you doing? And, um, and what's, your, what's your Bible verse um, with us? And tell the listeners how you are doing. Going well, actually. Great, am, wonderful. Um, <laughs> I'm all right, actually. To be honest, like you know, I like to tell people I'm great, but maybe truly I'm just feeling like, hey, I'm, oh, I'm tired. I'm, yeah. I'm angry. I'm in a bad mood. You know what I mean? So I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I kind of in a rough, rough mood, but I'm grateful that I, I'm grateful. Um, I totally understand you, um, where you're coming from, uh, because God is always sustaining us and God is always good and God is always there for us, um, even though there are times where we go through really a rough patch, but you know, thinking of God's grace and God's mercy that things can be much rougher or much uh, worse, you know, we still give thanks to, to the Lord and, and sing praises to Him even in um, times whereby you know things could be uncertain. Um, uh, uh, what do you think, uh, Kevin? What do you mean? I mean, I don't understand. Yeah, um, what's your Bible verse for us uh, this week, uh, Kevin? Mm. So, First Kings. First Kings. Yep. Okay, yeah, so Kings, King Solomon's house. So I'm reading from the book of First Kings. Yep. Uh, I'm reading from First Kings. Uh, chapter seven. First Kings, and, chapter seven. Yep. And verse forty-two. All right. Yes, and All right. uh, that's First Kings, ladies and gentlemen. Um, First Kings, chapter seven, verse forty-two. Um, there you go, um, Kevin. Yes. Uh, and the four hundred pomegranates for the two the two networks. Even two rows of pomegranates for one network to cover the two bowls of the chapters that were upon the pillars. So, <laughs> so if if you're if you're you know maybe. You know, you're listening to this for the first time. You're yep. probably wondering what is happening. Yes. So 
the reason why I'm sharing this is that King Solomon is building his house mm. during this uh, verse. Sure. He's building it. He's putting it together. And <laughs> uh, what I what I want you to take from this is the, like the power of detail. Yeah. Um, you know, you need detail. Yeah. You need detail in your life. You need quality in your life. Yes. And um, you know, as children of God, it's time that we. It's good to have the details in life. You know, sometimes my pastor read these words yesterday. Yeah. He said, "You are the only person that is keeping yourself in bondage, just like Egypt." Sure. And uh, and it, and we we keep ourselves in bondage. Even me, I do, by the words that I use. And uh, it gives me a low quality life. Like, hey, like, all right, so I'm mm. stuck eating like cheap food and you know food that is you know bad for me and food that is like gonna make me feel weird. But if I start see myself as the royal priesthood that the bible says that we are yeah that we are all royal priesthood that we deserve that quality just like the 400 pomegranates yeah uh for the two networks uh he's talking about his pillars the, the chapter is a pillar mm -hmm. it's part of the pillar it's the sure. top part of a pillar that holds up a house or holds up a building you know those big, you know those big, uh, pillars, you know those yep. big pillars, that yep. like, it's like a Greek pillar, you know what I mean, yep. like, like, for example, Okay. it's the top part, mm. and uh, look how much work the king puts into a pillar, mm. one part of the sure. just the one section of his home, yep. I want you to think of this as your home, yeah, what part of your home are you giving that detail that you are seeing yourself as a king of and a child of God, someone who's gifted a great gift? So uh, instead of using these words like I'm not worth it or I'm poor or I'm, you know, I'm sick, these are all death language. This is all language of death, sure. bondage. Let's start speaking life. Yes. Into ourselves, such as, I am wealthy. Yes. I, sure. I, I deserve it. I am for it. I, I am valuable. Yep. Use those words. Sure. And uh, it's not sure. It is yes. Hmm. Is uh, you know, use those words. And to all you here. And uh, watch your life be like King Solomon. Mm. Praise the Lord. Yeah, amen. Um, thank you, Kevin, for this uh, verse, which is in Kings, First Kings, chapter seven, verse forty-two. And let me repeat: and four hundred pomegranates for the two networks, even two rows of pomegranates for one network to cover the two bowls of the chapters that were upon the pillars um thank you kevin for this and, and i think a lot of things to ponder in terms of the visuals 
because we're looking at the fruit of the pomegranate grenades. Um, a lot, a lot of details, a lot of seeds in there, um, which means that, you know, you like what you say, is a lot of detail, um, uh, even in, in the visual, even in the imagery. Um, thank you so much, Kevin. And uh, this verse, I think we should all ponder upon. And thanks for that reminder from the verse and the word of uh, God to all of us uh, that we should uphold our life and take care of our lives even um, amongst the details. We need to clean up our life even in the smallest um, micro aspects. Um, thank you, Kevin. Um, and because um, this is probably going to be the final of the live calling for all my segments today on the 23rd of August, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I will be rolling out a new um, season and, hope, and I hope that uh, the ladies and gentlemen will tune in to the new segment I have for uh, Kevin um, from New York. Thank you, Kevin, for everything. Thank you, Paris. Yeah, I just want to bless you today because I know that this is your last show. On the radio, on the radio, radio calling, yeah. Or wait, what? Uh, the radio calling, because I'm in, um, you know, I'm rolling out the TV show that's going to be replayed, um, on radio. So I, I would like to invite you to be on my TV, um, uh, network show, um, you know. So I'll talk to you, um, ab about that uh, in the text. Yeah, and uh, the final call-in show for you and the rest of the segments. Uh, you're right, um, Kevin. And I would like to thank yeah, you yeah, for the so last four I, months. I, for the four months you have I, just been... As I, just yeah. as I finish, yep. I want to thank you for this uh, opportunity. And uh, I want to bless you on your journey. And I want to bless you in your radio show. For, um, you know, someone here is being touched today. Someone here is being, you know, moved today. Someone here in this who is listening to the show, maybe for a minute, yep. maybe for five minutes, is yep. going to be touched. Thank you. And I hope they, Amen. and I trust they are. Um, and I, I do want to say, I know you want to go on to the next segment, that uh, um, I know what it's like to have. I, you know, I ho I have a lot of videos where no one watches it at all, <laughs> and it's and it's and I'm like, what is going on? And I'm just like sitting there, sick of it. <laughs> but I'm, uh, I just honor your commitment, your consistency, and uh, uh, and just like you know where God is leading you. So bless you, sister. Yeah, um, you know, thank you so much, uh, Kevin, for the words of encouragement. Um, you know, even though in the world uh, we are just one drop in the huge ocean, um, but we are not called um, to be, you know, I mean, we are called to be con consistent, to do God's work, work and, and to be the light. And like what you say, um, this is going to be uh, reaching to the ends of the world for infinity. Somewhere, someone is going to pick it up down the line. It may not be today but it will be sometime. So um, I'd like to thank you so much for the last four months of your wonderful commitment um, to the radio program. And also, I'd like to invite you um, to join me uh, to do my, to expand 
onto the TV network show. I, I thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you. Yeah, and I hope to see you um, on uh, my TV network show. Thank you so much and all the blessings from me and protection from myself uh, and God to you and your colleagues and your families there in New York City. Um, Kevin, we'll keep in touch. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give Kevin a big round of applause. Thank you. So, Kevin, take a bow. I'll see you um, in our next segment. I love you. All right, thank you. With the love of God to everyone from Singapore. Yes. All right. All the best to you. All right, bye. So that was Kevin Padillo calling in from New York City. Um, wonderful uh, Kevin who has been so committed for the last four months. And I will have... Um, a couple of callers calling in today, a surprise anonymous caller from Singapore who is going to share his take on the foreign talents and local employment in Singapore. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being with me this while. A wonderful time of humanity that we are crawling out of the pandemic. Um, ladies and gentlemen, be with me. As I am going to take you on to a new journey on TV podcast, which is going to be replayed on radio. And this is Holland Notes.
wonderful song from Holland Oates, and this is Vicky Astor Chan podcasting to you live from Singapore to America, North America, Central America, South America, and also down under Australia, in Asia, South Asia, in Europe, and Central Asia, in Russia and Ukraine. Thank you so much, everyone, for being with me for the last four months, coming on to five months. A wonderful and supporters that, that I have in you. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen. That was Kevin Padillo calling in from New York City, and the verse of the week is First Kings chapter seven, verse forty-two. Verse forty-two and four hundred pomegranates for the two networks, even two rows of pomegranates for one network to cover the two bowls of the chapiters that were upon the pillars. So that is about. Um, you can think about it as your life that you should give a lot of details to your life that you should glorify、um, God and also to clean up every aspect of your life even to the smallest detail. So that was a wonderful verse from、um, Kevin Padillo who called in from New York City and it is the twenty third of August twenty twenty one at seven thirty eight p.m. Singapore time. If you are having your dinner or preparing your dinner with your loved ones in Singapore in this part of the world, I would just love to wish you all God's blessings and have a happy dinner with your loved ones at the dinner table. And you know, a lot of times we do not spend time around the dinner table, but we we get our food and we sit in front of the TV couch and you know we look at the TV. Or nowadays we don't even look at the TV; we look at our phones. A lot of communication is being lost、um, due to the addiction to the phone right now. So and it and it and it happens to me. So I, I thank you for being with me. If you are listening into the phone right now with me in Singapore、uh, on the twenty third of August twenty twenty one, and it is seven thirty eight p.m. Singapore time and seven thirty eight American Eastern Standard Time in the morning. If you are there in New York City or any part of the world, I welcome you to Singapore right now. Thank you so much for being with me for the last. Four months has been such a wonderful ride to be with you. I'd like to play a couple of songs before we have another calling in from、um, Singapore. He will be taking on the subject, a very tough subject of the foreign talent versus local employment in Singapore as the anonymous caller. So listen in.、Um, hang on, wait for a while. It's gonna be an explosive. Interview later on at eight thirty. We will have an anonymous caller from Singapore taking on the challenge of the topic: foreign talent and foreign immigrants, foreign professional immigrants versus local employment. A big explosive topic for you right there, wherever you are. And I'm sure this happens to every country. And let let us not just find a solution. Let us Shine the light on on some of these challenges, and then you know let the experts think about you know some of these solutions to some of these issues that will up, arise from having international global globalization and foreign talents、um, versus local employment. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. A little while I will be having an anonymous caller taking on this very very tough topic on foreign talents. Versus local employment, and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Vicky Astro, podcasting to you live from Singapore into Pacific to America, North America, Central America, South America, Asia into Pacific, and of course down under in Australia and Central Asia in Ukraine. And I do have callers,、uh, listeners writing in from Ukraine and Australia, and also、uh, to those listeners listening in from. Europe. Thank you so much for being with me for the last 
four months i am your radio dj and podcaster from singapore and i'm never going to go away as this may be the final radio calling show today but i will be back again for all tv shows that is going to be played on audio on podcast radio and my youtube tv channel on talk about life and that's me vicky astro to you another song before we have another caller calling in stay with me ladies and gentlemen more songs for you um, wonderful beautiful classics um, that i have for you um, do not forget um, to tell your loved ones that you have their backs if you're having dinner with them right now do, do not forget that you tell them you love them and please because this is love cafe please remember to tell them that you will be there for them if i love you comes as a very hard word to say so ladies and gentlemen me vicky astro podcasting to you live from singapore and this is voice demand to you and stick around we will have an anonymous caller picking on the tough subject of foreign employment versus local employment here right here in singapore to you
Hello, 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 hello there. This is Vicky Astro. I'm podcasting to you live from Singapore, and we will have an anonymous caller calling in to take on the toughest topic of the the times about foreign employment versus local employment. And if you are here with me, I would like to thank you for being with me for the last four months, coming to the fifth month. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. And I always urge you to write to me at talkaboutlife777 at gmail talk uh, at at gmail uh, dot com to tell me where you are from. And uh, if you listen to some of the past episodes, I've got anonymous calling in to explain their very difficult situation as they are seeking employment in a local context. And of course, today we will have a caller to take on this very very difficult topic. On foreign employment versus local employment, and stick around. Be with me while I'm gonna play you a couple more songs, and we will take、um, the beat up, the momentum up a little bit more. And、uh, I do know that、uh, it's a very strange times、um, in humanity. And if you are pivoting to another place. In your employment, or your relationship, or your career, I wish you all the best. And here is cheers for cheers. And I'm very sure you want to rule the world too.
Hello, hello, hello there. This is Vicky Astra and this is Love Cafe live on radio on IOW Network and of course um, in Singapore. I just want to uh, thank all the listeners and the callers who are calling in, uh, who have called in or written to me to tell me where you are. Thank you so much, um, ladies and gentlemen, and gentlemen, for the four months or more so on the show um it has been such a wonderful time to have you ladies and gentlemen and i want to thank you and i also want to announce that this is probably the final call-in show for the radio love cafe and i will be playing uh, my tv shows online um, on radio and podcast and youtube uh, for my next season i have uh, miguel calling in from mexico city miguel is that you miguel Yes, of course. Hello, how are you? Hey, Miguel, I just want to tell you that I am celebrating over four months of Love Cafe Radio Live on Air. And you've been such a wonderful, faithful um, segment co-host. I just wanted to applaud you. Let's give Miguel a round of applause. Wow. You know, Miguel, it's it's not easy just sticking with it um, every day for the last four months and you have been such a faithful, reliable co-host for your segment. Um, thank you, Miguel, calling in from Mexico City. Ah, don't worry, just try my best. Yeah, I think all of try us... Try my best to help and to be, good, to be a good person on your show and, I don't know, try not to say anything stupid in the meantime, but well... You know, um, you know, I, I am excited to announce that we will be on TV um, and Miguel is going to be my co-host for World News with Miguel Flores. Uh, and I'm excited about that, um, uh, Miguel. Oh, great. That's good that you're excited. I am excited too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I want to take... I was thinking now I have to, I have to be better now. <laughs> Of course, you know, it, we challenge ourselves to be better every, every day, right? Um, and, and that's my, then that's the reason why I am always moving on every few months, taking on um, another new challenge to expand and to extend, um, to go to uncomfortable uh, spaces. You know, we have to move, move out of our comfort zone to stretch a little bit. I mean, within, within our ability, um, um, uh, Miguel, I mean that's my that's my um, thinking. So that's that's the reason I'm why I, I'm doing the uh, TV show, and I like you to be on it on Sunday. So, ladies and gentlemen, please continue to support Rudy Miguel Flores every Sunday, at uh, 9 p.m. Uh, Singapore time, which is uh, which is 8 a.m. Mexico time, Mexico City time, yeah. right? Yeah, it and, is correct. That is correct. And I'm gonna take production to a whole new level miguel i hope you trust me with that hey don't worry uh, as long as you do it uh, the way you like it oh you're so kind it. you are just so kind miguel okay miguel do you have anything for us um as your final calling segment on radio mm, it's been a, Any, well, yeah actually anything from your heart it's been a pleasure Basically, it's been a pleasure. It's been tough because it, it, I'm literally I'm waking up sometimes when I was uh, when I was talking to you. I was in my bed for it. No, but but it's fine. I mean, that's just how we are. I mean, I'm I'm here in Singapore. People are having dinner. They're cooking. Um, you know, they're preparing the food. People at the table. Maybe people are at home quarreling, fighting. I mean, that's life, right? I mean, there you are early in the morning. 
that's life. You know, we're, yeah. And and the beauty about radio show is that we can be so authentic. Yeah, that's a, that's that's the best part of it, and I really appreciate you. You have let me, or you have allowed me to be myself. You know, instead of following like a scheme or following like a protocol, or I like I don't know, being part of a guideline is you know letting me be myself. It's always something that I would really appreciate. Um, it, it, it's important to be yourself, you know. It's important to to stay true, to stay, stay loyal to what you believe and what you think and what you say. And um, yeah, I don't know. That I have no other words. Really, I really appreciate it. Thank you yeah, so much I mean, for space. Thank you so much for the time. Thank and you, Miguel. Always, anything you need, I'm right here. Um, thank you so much, Miguel. Um, you know, you do your podcast in such a wonderful manner. When I see the Instagram, the work that you put out, it's so, it, it's, it, to me, it's kind of like you give the, the people the entertainment that they deserve. Uh, and that's your objective and you always surpass it. You know, I see the Instagram is always so exciting with new shows coming up and with that tremendous amount of commitment. As a podcaster, um, I know the amount of work that goes behind it, Miguel. Yeah, of course. I mean, one of the things that I really want to do is something also I like to I like to say to everybody out there that really wants to start this is, yes, it, is, it, is, it has to be something good for people, but I, but I believe it's even more important that it's something that you love to do. Wow. Because if you, don't like, if you don't even like what you're doing, I don't know what you're doing. Thank Yeah, okay. Yeah, Miguel, I think your voice is dropping off from the mic. Um, yes, and I totally, I totally echo you. I think you give me a very uh, stark reminder that we need to do things for ourselves, not only do things for the world. Because you, you think about doing things for the world, the burden is huge. And, you know, at the end, our efforts are small, no matter how much we try to do. There's a lot of people in the world out there. Probably not everybody is going to like it, but who cares? Yeah. And, and yeah, and I want to share with you, you know, because today is going to be the final call in for the live radio show. And, um, you know, I see the numbers. They are listening, uh, listeners coming in now. Um, you know, I, I want to share a couple of things very quickly uh, with you, Miguel. Uh, my learning experience um, so that if you or any uh, podcasters or any um, people listening in he, uh, who are, are going to dive or consider to do a project like myself. I hope to share some pros and cons and some learning experiences. Will that be fine, Miguel, with you? Actually, I believe it's part of the process of being a content creator, you know. Yeah. When you're doing something like this, any kind of project, uh, if, if you're doing a podcast, you're doing a YouTube channel, or any kind of segment for TV or whatever you want. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's important that you do what you really like to do. Yeah, sometimes it's not going to be perfect. Sometimes it's going to be messy. Sometimes it's going to... Uh, I know it. Believe me, I know it. I know it firsthand. The, the, the first year that I started doing podcast, it was a mess. You wouldn't believe the way <laughs> I did it. Serious, no, seriously, seriously. I, I remember the... The first time I I started doing the podcast with my brother, instead of using a regular microphone and connecting it to a, a 
I don't know, decent equipment. We were recording on our cell phones. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And we were just doing the, the voice records from cell phones and with a with a very cheap and easy software. Yeah. We were putting everything together. So of course the quality of the product was gonna be super lame, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But just doing it, you know, just just recording it that way uh, actually gives me a lot of good memories because you're actually basically you're proving to yourself you're literally starting from scratch yeah yeah and, you're right exactly and your you, your learning process is just amazingly big yeah. and you're gonna make a lot of mistakes I mean you should, you should listen to it if you have a chance. I mean, it's so so small. It's not even on Spotify. It's on a platform called iBooks. Oh. Or iBooks. I don't remember. Well, I, I, want, I want, how long has, uh, you, when did you start your podcast, um, uh, Pam? When 2018. Did... Oh, that's a long time. Wow. I, I only started my podcast like a year. The reason why I started yeah. to do it, yeah. it really, actually the reason why I started to do it, yeah. at least on my end, it really had nothing to do with just content creating and speaking about something that I like. Yeah. Uh, I remember that I I was going through some, some really hard moments in my life. Yeah. I, I was getting through a divorce actually. Yeah. Um, and the podcast helped me to just focus overcome the overcome yes and, uh, to, wow i don't know if i'm explaining myself um, i totally understand just, i totally understand right? yep yeah and and for my brother it was a moment a space for him so he can talk about the, one of the most things that he likes in, in the world Without any regrets or mm, sure. any chains or whatever, just let it go, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, and we have come a long way ever since. Wow. It, yeah, I mean, in the podcast world, um, I think it's more than three years, right? Um, it's a long, long a time. Of, it's like history. A bit more of three years. I yeah, think. it's a history. Before this, yeah. Before this thing was even uh, something that you did. Wow, I mean, I only get started uh, at the end of, um, uh, in the middle of the pandemic. I think I get, I got started in August last year, which means that I am almost in one year anniversary. Uh, and I'm glad I took it on um, and I, I took it on as a challenge and then I built it. But, you know, specifically, I like to talk about the magazine that you're Featured, um, ladies and gentlemen, Miguel Flores. If you like to support him, he is being featured in the Amazon magazine. It's my life. Uh, it's my life magazine. Um, features Main Street people, um, and where whomever you are—a mother, father, a teacher, a principal, um, a cleaner, a worker—you are contributing to the humanity in the space that you're in. Just being alive. Yeah, so so it's it's a magazine that celebrates humanity, and Miguel Flores is actually being featured there. Please go to Amazon.com or Amazon Kindle um, to support uh, Miguel Flores and read his feature 
there. Um, Miguel, you know, when I first started the magazine, it was in March, when uh, February, March, when we do it, when we were doing the uh, the prolonged pandemic, and because we had such compelling stories, it was so real, uh, Miguel. Uh, if you remember, because we it was in the height of the pandemic, um, we actually shared our lives, the fears, anxiety, the hope, and just egg, egg, egging um, ourselves on, um, you know, to make it through. Can you imagine those times? It's, it's that the epitome of the human spirit, uh, Miguel. And therefore, I, I thought of like coming up with a magazine to document these out uh, in, in, in text, in print. That came the idea. That came the, with the idea. I mean, that was total inspiration, uh, the, the prolonged uh, pandemic that all of us shared our lives, uh, Miguel. Definitely. One of the things that I like about it is that considering what we're going through and that this is not exactly the, uh, I don't know, the best moment to, the best moment of humanity, I believe, as, uh, as I have said a lot of times, that two things happened. It took either the best or the worst of us. And when we have the chance to really talk about it with somebody in whatever platform you want, it really helps us to overcome the situation because we know that we're not alone. You know, this process of the pandemic has been really long for the last years. And I don't know, it's just that it's been amazing the way it has developed uh, yeah. up to this point. Yeah. And, you know, even, of course, because it is in the toughest time that people see the beauty of human spirit, um, if, if I would like to put it that way, um, and if you know what I mean. I mean, it is through the toughest times that you see people coming together and, and just egging each other on when we, did, we didn't even know um, each other. But, you know, that the friendship and the spirit held, um, and his friendship and the spirit um, and and the wishes that we have for each other to pull through, um, and, and now as we are crawling out of the pandemic, I mean to look back, it it was it was huge, and therefore my magazine, ladies and gentlemen, and, and to Miguel, uh, it's my life. It, it, it really started all uh, from there. Started from there about documenting people's lives, not just in podcasts on 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 um, on audio or on YouTube, but really documenting in in, in pictorial um, in a print way in a print form digital uh, manner that people can get to read their lives um, you know the the concept of it's my life is that is it one page one life if, if you do uh, recall uh, Miguel it is about you in one page do you remember that Yeah, of course. I remember yeah. exactly how that was, and, and, and I was excited because I never thought I was going to be in a magazine in the first place. You are now in like, Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do more. Okay, your voice is yes, dropping yes. off. Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yep, now I can't. Yep. You were saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was saying that uh, it was pretty weird for me to see myself in a magazine. If it was already weird enough for me to listen to myself in the podcast, imagine. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we are everywhere. We're on TV, we are on radio, we are on podcasts, and now we are in a magazine. So I did, I did want to stretch it over there, but you know, I've got a lot of learning experience about rolling out a project like this, which I will share with people um, probably a little bit uh, on on the radio show on some of the tips and blind spots and how to make it more efficient um, and how to uh, uh, pull each parts together to roll out a project so you know miguel we're in a space we're in this digital industry where there are no rules you know we form the rules there aren't rules at all i mean it is where your creativity takes you um if, if you know what i'm trying to say um you know we are in this podcast world um we are in this podcast world whereby um we are just trying to experiment and um, do things and navigate through. Hello, hello. Um, yeah, we're trying to navigate through the situation. Um, you know, through through the space whereby there isn't any rules. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I hope that you go to uh, Amazon.com or Amazon Kindle to subscribe. To purchase the ebook, um, ladies and gentlemen, to support Miguel Flores from Mexico City, our longtime um, collaborator. Miguel, is that you? Hello, are yes, you still yes, there? yes. Okay. The connection, but we're here. Yeah, but we are still good. And I was just explaining about the the, the beauty of uh, uh, us coming together because we are on TV, we're on podcast, we're on radio, we are um, now on digital print. You know, um, yeah. I, I think it blows um, my it blows my mind because you know when when I do this, I I really wanted to push the limit. You know, I have a book candle in the wind already out. I wanted to push the limit to what I'm able to do and learn. And, and of course, it isn't easy. Um, the Kindle ebook is already out. Um, the magazine in print will be out very soon. Um, still, some tweaks I need to work with Amazon because they keep writing to me. I need to do something uh, with the design. So I am in uh, uh, in a process of uh, improving on uh, the print magazine. But you know, Miguel, we are everywhere, aren't we? Yeah. To think about That's it. One of the things that I like the most is, first of all, you said it yourself, there is no, there are no rules. Yes. Because you can do it the way you want it, people likes it, good, people doesn't like it, who cares? It's the way that you like it, your, your complete essence is there, you know? Yeah. That you like to do things is there. I mean, yes, it yeah. It may be professional, it may, it may look really amateur, but honestly, who cares? As long yeah. as you like what you're doing, if you're doing it from the bottom of your heart, Fantastic. people is going to connect. Yeah. The people that has to connect will do it. Yes, and you made it beautifully because it's the essence. You know, just like your podcast represents you, my podcast represent me, and my my endeavors, my projects represent me and my spirit. I mean, that's the essence, and that's like a manifestation of what's on your mind. I mean, we are in a space whereby there's a lot of creativity that can happen. Um, if we can think about it, the sky's the limit. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, yeah, and without there's, there's yeah, no limit for creativity. There's no limit, yeah, and and I'm so excited. Um, and, and I was saying that the print is going to come out very soon. Um, 
you know, I, I really hope that, you know, post-pandemic, as we are trying to crawl out of the pandemic now, um, <laughs> you know, one day if all of us could come together uh, virtually or in reality uh, to meet somewhere as a group, uh, that would be really, really spectacular, uh, Miguel. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, we just have to be a little bit more patient. I mean, we're patient. We're patient. Light at the end of the tunnel. That's correct. That's correct. Um, you know, Miguel, I, I won't take up too much of your time, um, but I will want to make a shout out to our show on Sunday that's coming up, and I'm going to take it to a whole new level, ladies and gentlemen. Um, God help me. Uh, I'm going to bring my level of vision um, and creation for the production for all my co-hosts. Um, this time round, and, and I hope it's going to be really good that it satisfy and make every of my co-hosts look good, uh, Miguel. And therefore, I wanted to make you look good too. <laughs> hey, don't worry. As long as you help me looking better than I already look, that's even better. No, but you look good with your suit. Um, you know, whenever you show up these days. So you know, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, tune in. And uh, this is the final call-in of Miguel Flores from Mexico City. Miguel, final 15 seconds. It's been a pleasure. Nothing but a pleasure. I really oh, appreciate no. the chance. really appreciate the space, the time. I'm really looking forward to doing this thing on Sundays. And I can't wait. I am, I am all uh, for all the work that we are doing. Um, and I will, I will write to you about the details, about the approach. Uh, maybe discuss three specific news on, on our comments on that, um, you know, in, in our podcast. Um, you know, we, we will talk about things that really interest us and really touch our hearts. Um, I think that will resonate with viewers and listeners, right? Definitely. Yeah, thank you so much, Miguel. Definitely. You know, for oh, your spirit. You. I mean, for your spirit and being um, the person that you are, that people who do not no Mexicans, people who have not been to Mexico. Um, you know, Miguel Flores has been such a good, wonderful representation of his country and the name of his country. For number one, he shows up. Number two, he's authentic. Number three, he's, he's there whenever I need him as a collaborator, as a colleague. And his energy um, and his um, sincerity, I, I think people can hear it through the air. Uh, Miguel, I want to thank you so much. Don't worry. It's been a, like I said, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure working with you in, a, in any project, in project that you like and you want to do. Remember that I'm going to be here. All right. Yes. Don't thank stop you. Me. Never stop counting on Rudy, Miguel. Let's give both of us a big round of applause. Thank you, Miguel. I will see you on Sunday. Signing off. Miguel, take a bow. Bye. Don't worry. I'll see you on Sunday. See Sunday. Right. Thanks. So that's Miguel Flores calling in from Mexico City. You will meet him and you will see him in person on YouTube channel. Talk about live with Miguel Flores on World News with Miguel. So ladies and ladies and gentlemen, thank you for this wonderful segment. Um, and you heard from Miguel Flores from Mexico City and he is signing off uh, the show for today, but he's coming back bigger and better on Sunday and also with me, my other collaborators and co-hosts and colleagues.
colleagues, um, Professor Ko Min from the National University of, of Singapore, Ralph Ave from from um, uh, Hawaii, um, uh, America. Uh, Ralph will be my co-host for his segment, A Social Observation with Ralph, and also um, Dr. Ayman from Turkey with Women's Weekly with Dr. Ayman, and Miguel Flores, World News with Miguel, and of course myself and more co-hosts coming to your space from Talk About Live back to YouTube TV, ladies and gentlemen. And this is from me, your radio DJ, Vicky Astor, and you will hear another anonymous, anonymous caller for hashtag anonymous caller calling in to take on a very difficult topic, um, the topic of foreign employment versus local employment. So there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. This is Vicky Astor. I am podcasting to you live from Singapore on the 23rd of August 2021 at 8.16 p.m. A couple of songs for you before we have the anonymous caller calling in a little bit later. Um, let's pick up the momentum from Tears for Fears.
Hello, 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 hello there. This is Vicky Astro. I'm podcasting to you live from Singapore, and you heard from two callers. Um, Miguel Flores calling in from Mexico City and also Kevin Padillo calling in from New York City and you will see more of them in person in my new season of YouTube TV podcast Talk About Live and you can tune in to Talk About Live you can tune in to Talk About Live 777 at gmail.com uh, sorry Talk About Live uh, tiny tiny I've I'm sorry about that. Let me do it again. Tinyurl.com slash talkaboutlife. Tinyurl.com slash talkaboutlife. And I will have a couple of callers calling in from uh, everywhere, New York City. Um, we had uh, uh, Kevin Padilla calling in from New York City, and we may hear from uh, Bishop Jackie Gilbert Grant calling in from Savannah, Georgia. And let's see if she's on the other line in a little while. But you have another anonymous caller taking on a very, very difficult topic of foreign employment versus local employment in Singapore a little while. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for being with me. This is the final show which I would like to take a bow on what's uh, on for, for the four... Uh, months of live radio but I'm not going anywhere because I'm gonna be replaying all my TV podcasts on radio here with you so if you are with me write to me and talk about live 777 at gmail.com um, wonderful time to be here on podcast because we have a wonderful technology that that connects all of us across the globe and let's have um, another wonderful classic
Hello, 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 hello there. Um, this is Vicky Astra. I am podcasting to you live from Singapore, and we will have an anonymous caller calling in um, very, very soon to take on a very difficult topic: foreign employment versus empl- and local employment. And we will have the anonymous caller calling in a little while. And meanwhile, let's hear it from a couple of wonderful songs.
hello, hello there. This is Vicky Astra. Thank you for being with me for the last four months. Um, and, and today is the final live radio calling segment for all my shows. And from now or from after this, it will, it will be a replay of all my TV shows. And you will see more of me and more of my co-hosts and colleagues Thank you for being with me and uh, I will have an anonymous caller calling in to take on a very difficult topic in Singapore about foreign talents and foreign employment versus local employment. And before we do that, let's hear in a couple of songs and uh, some of these classics, I'm sure you would love them.
hello there. Vicky, this is Vicky Esther, and I will have an another anonymous calling in to take on a very difficult topic in Singapore. Foreign employment versus local employment. So we will hear from the anonymous caller if he is still with us to talk about this very difficult topic in a couple of minutes.
so true Funny how it seems Always in time But never in line for dreams Head over heels when toe-to-toe This is the sound of my soul This is the sound I bought a ticket to the world But now I've come back again Why do I find it hard to write the next line? Eden, hi, um, this is a program, you are on live radio right now, uh, okay. I'm so honored to have you and especially in this time whereby, you know, all of us are trying to crawl out of the pandemic, a lot of evaluation about our lives, about economy, about the country. Um, Eden, how are you um, these days, uh, how are you and your family hanging on to the situation as, a, as the economy is opening up? Yep, uh, I, yeah, we are doing okay. My, yeah, I mean, uh, the children, my wife are all working, so it's still... Uh, life goes on. Life goes on, yes. Except, yeah. you know, once in a while, or most of the time, they're working from home, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, you know, i just like to, uh, to um, give the contact to the listeners. Um, and you know, this radio show is live, but it's going to be on replay on podcast talk about life. Um, you know, Eden, I've got this program on the anonymous caller, uh, okay. which the listeners do know. Um, and I do have a couple of callers, professionals who are in Singapore, taking on a very, very tough topic. And I thought that it is my role um, as a local Singaporean because I do want to see uh, 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 you know, people discussing things openly on both sides of the stories. We may not be the people to have the solution, but I think um, it's an opportunity for us to highlight some of these challenges on both sides of the coin. And I've got two anonymous callers who called in and um, with their uh, uh, pseudonym. Uh, one is uh, Mr. Prince, um, who is actually from India. Um, I have known him for about seven years. So, um, and these people are usually um, social media shy because they're here for a job and they don't want to be meddling or treading into very unknown territories like the social media or making comments or a comment about the parliamentary um, debate about a month ago on Sika. But I thought that it's always good to have people talking in, uh, talking about openly. Uh, what do they say behind closed doors? So I am very, very intrigued. And I asked a couple of friends and and uh, Mr. Prince and also Biswa from India, another R&D scientist uh, in Singapore. Um, what do they talk about behind closed doors? Because all these are not revealed to us because they are not on the social media, neither are they being interviewed and all of them uh, really do not want to appear on any of this media because their jobs are on the chopping blocks if they do. And, and therefore, I, I'm always so intrigued about um, what do they say behind closed doors as Singaporeans, uh, people talk openly, um, 
but yet a lot of uh, these professionals, they must be whispering things uh, behind closed doors. And I, and I invited them and they've been so gracious to take on to uh, this anonymous caller segment because they know their identity is being protected with 100% confidentiality. Yeah, and, and um, I'd like to hear your take uh, uh, on it, um, you know, as the parliament debate on uh, both sides of the coin um, uh, about uh, the, the challenges on the macro aspect that Singapore faces as an economy, but on the local um, micro aspect, uh, the challenges of the local people as they seek jobs as uh, fresh graduates coming out to, um, uh, you know, to the marketplace to seek employment, and also people, the PMETs, professionals, uh, manage, managers, and, and, and also the uh, technicians, uh, people are actually finding it so hard to get a job because they're sending in their resumes and I've heard about resumes like stacking up on top of each other, hundreds of resumes just for one opening in Singapore and that's not uh, 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 mystical, that's a real fact, uh, 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 Eden, you know, if you talk to some of these HR uh, managers, they say that when they publish a job out there, um, they will receive hundreds and hundreds of very qualified people trying to seek for re-employment because the pandemic has exacerbated the situation. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm actually giving the outset about our talk right now with uh, Mr. Eden Liu. Um, and his words moved the needles. You know, he, he, he is someone that has contributed to the nation building of Singapore. Um, his words move the needle, um, and therefore I think it's so important for you to, to talk about what's on your mind, what keeps you up at night, particularly on this PMET uh, issue that got so many level of issues that, that, that goes undercurrent. Um, uh, Mr. Eden Liu, um, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, welcome to the show. Uh, Mr. Eden, what's your take on Sika? about the PMETs, about unemployment, re-employment, and seeking new employment. Um, Mr. Eden Liu, the floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, I think quite a lot of people are, are, are concerned over this issue. That's why it's being debated or discussed at Parliament. And of course, um, uh, the, the opposition members of the Parliament uh, have raised these issues during their campaign, during their uh, during the election time, and of course, then they subsequently bring this into the parliament. Uh, the government certainly has a position which is trying to keep the economy going, uh, trying to make sure that the, the, the economy is open to uh, to to not say open to foreigners, but open, an open economy where, where you know, good people can be hired from all over the world. I understand that because I was just thinking about it when, when I joined EDB in the mid-80s. Uh, we started, not say we started, I mean, we, I was involved in the, 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 the recruitment of uh, uh, engineers from overseas. At the time, we were targeting certain group who can easily assimilate. That means we went to Australia, we went to UK, we went to uh, United States, advertised on behalf of the company and tried to bring bring these people back. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, and I think since the 80s, because during the 80s, we were building up our factories and we have lots of all these vacancies and we didn't, we didn't, uh, we didn't, uh, we didn't have enough graduates, engineering, technical graduates from our local university. But today, I guess the situation is slightly different. Mm. Uh, there are much more, uh, if you look at the statistics, uh, typically if you look at the age band, like 20 to 30, I can't remember exactly, uh, I read the statistics, 50% all have university degree. Then the big question is, are they finding jobs? And obviously, uh, there are people like, as you mentioned, uh, HR managers who, who come back to you, you know, they are, they are struggling to find jobs. So, this idea of how can we help our Singaporeans secure good jobs, uh, something that in a way troubled me a, a lot, and I'm sure it troubled a lot of uh, you know, uh, other people, and especially those people who have lost, who have lost job during the pandemic, and uh, who have lost job because you know, the change in the economy, just removed out and then they are stuck with an say an engineering degree and you know uh, without without uh, uh, another job that you know that that really fits this qualification so the big question is and then and, and the difficulty will be when they see all these you know uh, people coming in sure. with similar qualification uh, or e, to them it might be even lower qualification yes. comes in and sort of fill up the job. Uh, I guess they must be very upset, you know. Uh, I'm from a generation that we were all right because we were the very few that have the university degree and we, there were plenty of jobs and there was in a sense no competition but they are now in a generation where there might not be that many jobs and the competition is from, in a sense, from the region. And you know the region that around us, whether it's India, China, uh, Vietnam, or, you know, those Philippines, or, or Indonesia, Malaysia, all these countries, their standard of living is much lower and, you know, uh, whatever salary they can get in their own country, uh, is much much lower than Singapore, so they would be they are most willing to come over for even uh, you know uh, for so called lower pay than the average Singaporean. Sure. Uh, and that and that would be a concern. So this question of how do you uh, 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 reduce you know while we still want to attract talent, how do we make sure that there's sufficient job for the locals local grant that we have yeah. yeah and and I think Eden you actually um, brought a couple of very important issues mm. number one um, we've got a very highly educated workforce I mean wherever you go people have a degree masters yeah. uh, masters in various um, domains and people with very, very vast international experience, exposure for their work already because Singapore is a hub. And you're talking about people who have been um, CFOs of MNCs, 
uh, regional headquarters, CEOs, um, regional headquarters purchasing uh, managers. And I'm talking about Singapore itself being the hub, which we talked about it again uh, with uh, PM uh, Lee today in his speech um, as uh, Kamala uh, Harris comes to Singapore, you know, his speech he made today at the, at the press conference. Um, we are the hub and we have to open our, our uh, economy and our borders to the rest of the world. And that's why we've got regional headquarters here. And sometimes we've got global headquarters here. Um, we're talking about uh, a country, uh, a companies like Siemens, uh, which employs um, half a million people worldwide. And they're employing so many people in Singapore, uh, in right. Singapore, and they straddle so many different um, industries. And we're talking about companies, huge MNCs, engineering companies that straddle across uh, multidisciplinary levels um, and and we're talking about very very seasoned well exposed well uh, uh, experienced uh, and people with high integrity level um, you know Eden I think we are also talking about this level of PMETs um, like what you say, a whole host, a whole generation of highly qualified uh, managerial and top management people, they are being right. replaced and unplaced uh, and displaced. And not only that, they the skills and the competence and the exposure and the experience, but they come with them the brand of the Singapore integrity, transparency, governance, and doing things really selflessly that have built Singapore up. We're talking about this whole generation uh, of people, Eden. Yes. Yeah. What's, what's your take on this generation of people who are being replaced already? Where I think, I mean, of course, the government has done quite a bit in trying to so-called reskill, retool, and you know, all these uh, schemes that they have. Uh, mm. uh, but then, it's such a waste, as you mentioned. Many of them are qualified; they have even international or managerial experience, and uh, uh, then subsequent to it, you know, they they, they get a job that is. Uh, far below their expectation, which is uh, which is terrible for them, I, would, yeah. I can imagine the family. You know, uh, you know, at one time the, the father is you know traveling, you know, traveling every other day or every other week or whatever it is, and suddenly you know get on another job, which maybe you know healthcare or whatever it is. Um, uh, I think it is it's definitely a. Uh, 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 yeah. for everybody, whether it's the person yes. himself or himself or the family as well. Yeah, and so you, yeah. it's, a, it's yeah. a, very, a very big challenge. Like, and I, I really don't have a solution other than the, the fact that being such an open economy mm. uh, and, and allowing too many people in is a it's itself uh, a, a, a may, there could be a solution. I mean, if you look at mm. countries like America or even England or Australia, I mean, these, these are some of the countries that 
uh, at least quite familiar with. They have, you know, criteria for, you know, workers that comes into their country, you know, and, uh, and very strict criteria. Mm. But I sense that the Singaporeans are a bit unhappy with the, with the cri- criteria that is given. Uh, yeah, and uh, given yeah. Sure. And, are, and, and, and they see their jobs being taken away by these uh, uh, so-called foreigners that yeah. comes in quite freely and things like that. So how do we tweak the yeah. immigration procedures mm. or immigration process or the Ministry of Manpower, you know, all these uh, permit, employment pass and so on and so forth. How do we tweak it such that it become more balanced? But I'm sure the government has hurt people's uh, uh, concerns and are trying to tweak it now. But mm. have we tweaked enough, uh, sufficiently, and things like that, uh, such that we only bring in very qualified people? I mean, the whole of the American, let's say the Silicon Valley, the IT, so-called industry, uh, are filled with a lot of Indians and Chinese and uh, foreigners that comes in, uh, talented people. Uh, I I think they, they do have a fairly good system uh, mm. that, that allows or a very strict system that only allows a certain uh, certain uh, only you know I mean they they, they, they are they are stricter in yeah. the the inflows yeah. of foreign sure. uh, workers that goes in. And the other one, uh, maybe uh, uh, may I digress from the PMT sure. issue, although the T stands for technical people, uh, yeah. uh, because I'm, I'm in vocational education. The other thing that I, I do see is that even at the lower level, uh, because we are, for example, we are getting a lot of workers, again, you know, because I'm involved in training vocational uh, uh, you know, people who supposedly will become the plumber, the electrician, you know, all these vocational skills. Again, because of this importation of uh, a lot of uh, foreign workers at very low price yes. or low salary, it creates a situation where those, those so-called Technical people who train don't want to get into a job. And there, are, there might be other reasons as well, but one of them is the very, very, very low salary that is. Uh, sure. Because they are because they are competing with foreign workers who, yes. who, who, who sometimes might be even a. I mean, I used to hear during my time. I used to hear, you know. The foreign workers, you know, in the construction site, some of them have university degree, you know, but they were willing to work as a foreign worker. I mean, as a worker level, can you imagine that? I mean, yeah, and uh, again, we, we we are stuck with this problem when mm. where we train vocational people qualified to be in the electrical vocation, mechanical vocation, to, um, and not going those industries, mm. which in other countries, whether it's in, again in Australia, I mean, I, I've seen all these uh, 
construction, building construction, all done by the, the so-called locals. Whereas mm. here, every construction site we see are foreigners, you know. Yeah. Um, of course, one can say that, you know, the Singaporeans don't like this work and things like that. Mm. But I think part of the, uh, the other part of the equation is that the salary is so low yeah. that anybody who wants to go into the industry, you're competing at that, you know, a worker pass, workman's pass uh, sort of a salary, uh, you won't go in. I mean, other than besides the hard work that's being involved. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the so-called more advanced countries have their own citizens doing these kind of work fairly well compensated because they, yeah. they don't have to compete with a whole bunch of, uh, you know, <laughs> Uh, yeah. you know, foreign workers that come in yeah. at a very low price. I think that that's another concern that I yeah. have. Uh, it's not not only at a higher level, mm. at a you know, supervisory level, but also even at a vocational level. Yes. Uh, I think there is a big struggle you know, yes. uh, in that area as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Eden, you have actually brought like the whole host of spectrum uh, of people being affected and, and you brought up a couple of things like income suppression um, because of the artificial um, uh, I should say this artificial ceiling um, of the salary that is being um, made due to the influx of the um, foreign employment that they are willing to take up whatever salary um, that is given to them even being probably uh, exploited, right? Um, I won't say they are, they are being exploited. I mean, if they had stayed back in their country, whether it's India or whether it's Philippines, I'm sure the salary that we are giving oh, here in definitely. Singapore, it's... <laughs> much, it's much uh, four or five times higher. Much higher. more yeah. than what they could have got. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even with a university degree or whatever it is. Yeah. You know. So... Um, so, because of these differences, I mean, you know, like America, you know, it's not easy to travel to America, and of course, the immigration process is very strict. But here we have, you know, allowed a large number of workers that are coming into Thailand, uh, Philippines, or whatever it is, you know, the, the region uh, coming through. Uh, um, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah and this, so how do we ensure our Singaporeans have a, a good correct, life? Correct, correct. And, and that's the biggest uh, challenge, lah. Because if we don't ensure that, yeah. eventually, uh, there there will be a divide between the those who can make it because mm-hmm. there are Singaporeans who are very successful. Mm. Because if you can hire lots of foreign workers at a very low price, run your business mm. at a very efficient rate, so yeah. called. Uh, uh, you know, good management with low low salary or low pay workers. You know, uh, there will be you know rich Singaporeans, uh, but at the same time, there will also be poor Singaporeans. And if the gap becomes too wide, then society uh, yes uh, will will run into difficulties. Uh, I mean, the the sure. Trump experience in America tells us. What's happening in America? Certain because of the change in the economy, 
you know, certain uh, certain regions uh, in America, uh, you know, lost their industry, lost their jobs for yeah. the for the people thing that particular region they got upset, and, you know. Uh, as long as there's a presidential candidate who's willing to say, you know, I'm going to find job for you, I'm going to yeah, stop all sure. these things, you know, and and that that creates another set of problems. Wow. Uh, and, and we are so trying true. to avoid that problem as well. Yeah. Because if we don't avoid that problem, there will be discord. Yes. Uh, and, and, and there will be uh, discord and uprising. No changes in the <laughs> government that that may even yeah. uh, can create even more problems. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that two, two, so many things you have talked about that you have touched, you know, that we are trying to unpack. Definitely a very complex, uh, complex, complex issue that, you know, that has so many layers of uh, impact um, on everyone. Um, income suppression. And like what you say, uh, people who are on, on high level, people who are on the top, they are being replaced with someone um, probably with less experience and at a much cheaper rate um, to do the job. And companies um, are willing to let the local go because of all these advantages in terms of cost measures, um, you know, that, that comes with it. Um, income suppression. And, and what do you do with a person who is being displaced? That's another huge issue. And you talked about um, criteria for people to come in. Um, and right now, if, if we look at uh, Sika, um, uh, Eden, um, in a parliament debate, um, there isn't a very clear-cut rule on Sika other than we know that it treadles over 196 industries um, that they can, they can bring in uh, foreign talents or foreign professionals on, on all different kinds of trade, but 196 kind of... Uh, different markets. Uh, my, my question is, um, what do you think about concentration of a particular uh, country uh, permeating a particular industry, if you know what I'm trying to say? And I think um, Singaporeans have seen that. And they, in some um, forum uh, letters, if you say, if you see, if you read, um, there are certain clusters in Singapore whereby certain uh, countries from a foreign country, they have actually overtaken a particular segment uh, in Singapore. Like, for example, the Changi Business Park, etc. You know, it's almost like a foreign uh, land. Um, there are pros and cons, like what you say, um, you brought up Silicon Valley. Um, we've got a lot of foreigners uh, there in America. What's your take on, on this thing? Because Singapore is such a small uh, country. We, uh, we are just an island, uh, uh, Eden. I guess, in a way, uh, we are fortunate because Singapore traditionally, I mean, if you want to talk about it, all Chinese, all Indian, uh, strictly non-local. Uh, I mean, if you count two one or two generations, I mean, I would say, I think two or three generations ago, you know, our, our, our forefathers came from, you know, China and I'm sure you speak to Indian, same, uh, I mean, the Indian citizen, uh, Indian Singaporean, the same issue. Lah. So, attracting people from these regions uh, is help. It, uh, it's, it's kind of natural in, in 
that sense. Uh, uh, question is, do we have we attracted so much that uh, uh, to a point in which uh, uh, it gives Singaporeans less opportunity, less chance, uh, which subsequently create other kind of social problems. Uh, uh, that, I think that is a big issue. Now, mm. uh, whether concentration in a particular industry, in Indian or in Chinese, uh, Indian, I guess because fortunate for them, uh, uh, they, they were very good in the so-called service industry because the Chinese were good at manufacturing and things like that. Yeah. I was just watching some YouTube uh, you know, documentaries. Uh, the Indians took on the service sector because they have the advantage of good, you know, English. a lot of graduates, yeah. a lot of good qualification, and better still, they, they, they can speak English, and therefore they take on the service industry, call center, software center, and so on and so forth, uh, to support the, uh, uh, the, the so-called developed countries, mm. whether it's Canada, America, the Australia, things like that, I mean, even without leaving their country. So they have a pool of talent. Yes. Uh, in a sense, we attract those talents into Singapore. Fine, I can understand. Uh, even America itself, I mean, if you look at some of the chief of their corporations, a lot of them came from India, because India itself is a very big population. The Chinese uh, is all over the place, but the China, China itself, itself now, you know, if you look at China, Shanghai, Beijing, you know, Tianjin, all these places, um, they, are, they have a, a thriving economy that holds back some of these uh, talents that move out. Whereas India, if you go visit Bombay, uh, New Delhi, uh, the, 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 <laughs> I mean, city to city comparison uh, between the Chinese and the Indian, I think the Indian a little bit uh, behind the Chinese. And therefore, if I'm an Indian citizen, I would be thinking of, can I go to America? Can I go to Australia? Can I go to France, mm. UK, or whatever? Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, those that did make it to those so-called better countries, um, they say, okay, Singapore is just as attractive when they come over. Mm. So, and it happened that many of came in, uh, in one one particular industry, which they are very strong at. Mm. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt about it. Uh, yep. Because India has a big IT service type of industry. Yeah. Uh, they have developed in their country. Yeah. And, and in a sense, the Singaporeans uh, companies are taking taking some of these. Uh, how do you call it? Good bets uh, yeah. to Singapore. Yeah. Yeah, I've got. But, I've got three questions. Yeah, sure. Question is: Have they over displaced yes. Singaporeans? Uh, sure. That's the big question. Yeah. Yeah. Aiden, uh, what you say um, for the last five minutes? I've got uh, one question arising from there, and then two other questions. Um, you know, you talked about uh, social um, displeasure social discontent in Singapore um, due to these situations, and, and this is real, 
because we're talking about bread and butter issues. Um, we're talking about someone who displaced, uh, who is being displaced um, for a job at, that we have been like, you know, this is, this, is, this is a country that people are diligent. They work their life. Um, and, and this is a country whereby people don't, they, they do take their jobs and careers very, very seriously. I mean, we, we talk about from primary school, you just want to be trained all the way to university, then post-grad, you know, just because you want to carve a career for yourself. And then suddenly you're being displaced. And you talked about um, the social. And I think there are schools of thought on a sociology level that um, when a country on this magnitude um, that we are being uh, 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 battered um, in, a, in a way that is unseen, um, there will be social upheavals and social violence um, as the years goes on if this thing is not being checked. And, and that is, has been proven about social violence because people are being so hard-pressed um, in their minds, uh, in their lives, and being jolted out of their, their zones. Um, you know, I think you, what you say is very, very true. We are going into a very unknown territory socially, um, unseen about social um, uh, discontent, which may go to a place whereby, you know, um, a very discomfortable level to, to say the least. And, and the next question is that Singapore is a very small place. Um, if, if we could compare ourselves like with Malaysia, a neighboring country, with Indonesia, or even like, you know, America is the biggest country now. Um, people can actually move from the city outwards to the rurals whereby they can create new industries, new jobs, new needs, uh, new different kinds of marketplace, maybe like a cheaper school, a different market. You know, people can move out from the city. But because Singapore is so small, there's no place for us to move out uh, at all, which compounds with the fact that um, uh, if more and more people are coming in, plus being people displaced, it will compound the fact that there's going to be more social uh, um, unseen uh, uh, unhappiness and then probably social um, upheavals. Uh, what, what do you think about that? That kind of schools of thought, um, Eden? Um, I think the, this, the problem is, in a sense, well talked about. I mean, of course, uh, the government, of course, defend whatever policy that they have and so on and so forth. And of course, there's a lot of chatter, you know, uh, not only just amongst the opposition, but also a lot of chatters amongst uh, the, the, the displaced PMT, PMT and things like that. So I think the problem is fairly well defined now. It's a question of how how can more be done in, in steps to improve uh, the situation. Of course, one of course is to close off the tap. Uh, I mean, the foreign worker or mm. I mean, the okay. foreign uh, talent, so-called tap, or worker to foreign talent tap. But the other, of course, is to create uh, jobs that are uh, that hopefully will fill some of the needs of the Singaporean in another way la. Mm. Uh, I, I came from healthcare and I came from education I, I always thought that these two are, are very good 
uh, areas that um, that can support, you know, uh, good good meaningful jobs for people. Yeah. Mm. Uh, for example, education. At one time, I, I, I was in Ministry of. I mean, I, I was involved in education, so I I realized that we. we, we we were very concerned about you know, the number of university degree, uh, universities that we have, you know, and we didn't want to generate too many, uh, uh, you know, we, we were trying to restrict the number of degree holders, you mm. know, in Singapore because we think that we could create enough job. Which, personally, I, I did quite agree. I, I thought because Singapore, the only thing that we have are people. Yes. And if we can bring our, our talent up, up as high yeah. as we can, because yeah. we can afford We can bring up the economy, yep. Uh, at least, you know, we, our people are competing on a slightly better ground than, you know, with a region around, because our, our people have you know, instead of a 12 years education or 10 years education, our people have 15 years or, or 18 years of education, you know. I thought that that, that is really, of course, some, there are, there are concerns that, you know, too many degree holders, you know, you can't fill their job, but in reality, can't be yeah, right. yeah, which but is which is contradictory. That's why we're bringing in a lot of foreigners, isn't it? Correct. So, yeah. so, 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 if you want to be at least, I mean, if our economy is such that you are our people, I mean, in terms of GDP per purpose, person, mm -hmm. if we we are higher than the, the the region around us, I mean, must be that either we are. Uh, smarter or more qualified or more able or whatever it is so giving them a good education so that but when we when I was thinking about the university or the polytechnics or whatever education mm -hmm. institution I think they are I mean just just running university uh, there are lots of prof professional jobs you know? yeah. and these, these are meaningful uh, jobs that that can you know absorb some of these PMAT uh, that our degree holders sure. that we have generated in our country, and and it's not easy to I'll say it's not easy it's not uh, not easy to 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 solve a, a, you know you you can in some way you can also control because I mean you are the you are the uh, you are the owner of your this. Uh, so-called organizations, which are mm. university, polytechnics, or whatever institutions that you have created, um, you can create good jobs, you know, and high-level jobs for people. Uh, in fact, we missed the opportunity because uh, during the 80s, 90s, I mean, we were looking at the uh, Australian, the British, they were expanding their polytechnics, mm. and the British, uh, the Australians, they were converting the polytechnics, their so-called um, a vocational institution into university. Yeah. So, for what? You know, they not only provide university education for their own people, yeah. but they also provide a lot for the the the, 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 the Chinese and the Indians and the, you know Southeast Asians who want who who are looking for uh, English speaking university to to go to so that they can have good jobs. 
is English speaking countries or they are or, or, or like in Malaysia they, or at one time like, I mean Malaysia and some of these South Asian countries or for that matter India, China you know they don't have enough universe to cater for all their uh, population so they, they were being forced to go out to look for university education and Singapore was was just quite strategic strategically based because we are English speaking mm-hmm. uh, uh, we have a English speaking sort of culture, uh, we, are, we are considered a very safe place for young people to go to, you know, and a, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, Chinese Indians are putting their children here in Singapore, but if we have expanded our university just to cater for all this, uh, we have created a lot of uh, nice mm. lecturer, professoral jobs, you know, wow. uh, that's very I true. That was an opportunity. Yeah, that was a huge strategic move. Australians yeah. uh, are doing a great job of this. Yeah, because they were sure. Expanding their cave colleges, they were expanding just to their, absorb them, what, and yeah. it's all foreign, and and they are just catering for all the foreign students uh, because you know, let's say you have a you know I have a hundred Australians, and you have another 20, 30 full paying. Chinese, Indians, and whatever who were just looking for a university education or English-speaking university education and maybe even employment and things like that. So we in Singapore could have done that, you know. Yeah, I mean we yeah. did. We you, did you uh, try to sure. uh, get foreign, foreign students, but in a sense, yeah, uh, we paid for that. I mean, we give scholarships, uh, a lot of scholarships, but actually we should. <laughs> tap into this private education market and create a lot of uh, nice degree holding for uh, master's yeah. degree. Yeah, that's going to be a whole. Job. Yeah, that's a whole new uh, industry you're talking about that they can employ a lot of uh, uh, well, highly educated Singaporeans. I, and you brought up an issue that I wanted to ask actually. Um, I mean, the policies contradict. Right. Um, if I see it, on the one hand, um, it seems that okay, Singaporeans do not have enough of uh, the uh, computer science, the computer IT uh, people. We have to import a lot of uh, foreigners from from uh, uh, India mainly, and then maybe some trickle from Vietnam, but mainly from India. And yet, the question is, uh, 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 Eden, uh, you know, from your last. Uh, uh, tenure um, at uh, the vocational uh, uh, institutions in Singapore. Uh, I just want to ask you, um, couldn't Singapore have actually groomed the whole host of uh, needs to meet these needs that we need, that we are now asking India for? That's my question. Why is there a contradiction in the, I mean, I see a contradiction in the policy. Sorry, I missed that. Uh, you see, we on 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 a, on a one hand, you know, Singapore needs this um, IT personnel from India, right? So we're importing yeah. them to fill up the spaces, the yeah. vacuums that it is said that locals cannot fill. And on the other hand, we've got this whole host of students from the poly, from the universities. Why aren't we training them for these uh, positions? We, we, should, we are. I mean. In fact, we are quite deliberate. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because I was involved with 
poly education. I mean, the, 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 the government or the Ministry of Education is very clear, you know, so X percent will be, you know, uh, the, what do you call it first, the word, uh, you know, the science, maths, what, what do you call it? Uh, the stems, stems. Uh, STEM, STEM, yeah. STEM discipline. There is a deliberate proportion of the poly places, university places, mm. catered for STEM, mm. and which is unlike, I, I, I don't know about other countries, you know, I'm sure they are, uh, maybe they are driven by the, the user's requirement. So because if less people want to join STEM, they will try to, you know, cater mm. for the art, the history, the music or whatever it is. But Singapore is very deliberate. Mm. In spite of the fact that not that many people may be interested in STEM. And STEM is unfortunately uh, a hard subject. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it, I mean, if you got no head for math or science, you know, sometimes it's a struggle, you mm. know, uh, a struggle for them to, 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 to try. But yet at the same, in Singapore case, we do deliberately try to push the STEM education. Mm. But what I'm, what I'm saying earlier is that we could have expanded it more. I mean, expanded the total. I mean, let's say 60% is for STEM, but, but that is limited by how many places we have. Uh, catered for that at one time we were talking about 20% and we went on to 25% now we are talking about 30 to 40% it's only recently that we talk but we mm. hit at 25% you know and, and for 20-25% uh, we were very slow in, 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 in. I'm talking about the percentage of the cohort and and okay I, I, I was involved in the post-secondary vocational education at the so-called the lowest tier, uh, that means those people, uh, those students who have not done well in that 10 years general education, the, the last, you know, the, the, the bottom cohort yep. comes to our vocational school. And they come to our vocational school, uh, the opportunity for them to move up to the polytechnic and then move on to the university, doing at least 10, 20 years ago was quite challenging for them to move although now there, there are more uh, more opportunities for them but previously yeah. it was very strict you know you got to get certain number of points and you know and and, and, and the, 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 the the system only allows a certain proportion can go yeah. in because they have to you know cater for the, the other batch you know which come from the academic stream the O level stream the A level stream and yeah. things like that so so that, that limitations uh, to me is quite unnecessary because I mean, if if our students take you know instead of uh, taking you know uh, ten years general education but two years uh, post uh, pre university yeah. so called junior college education then three years university that was the traditional route but but if they take two more years to go into a vocational school, another three more years to a diploma course, another three more wow. years for uh, for university degree. Why not? I mean, if, if, we, if we can afford it and a person has the capability, well, we give them more education, you know, we give mm. them more time to absorb all these difficult subjects. And hopefully mm. at the end of, instead of uh, five years after, say, the 
O levels after five years, we make it at seven years or eight mm. years, and they still get a degree. Mm. You know, why yeah. not? I mean, yeah, that's uh, true. One time we were we were pretty uh, strict about this matter mm. uh, because how, as I said, you know, we have a small population. Yeah, and if every one of them are as more qualified than our neighboring. Yes. Uh, countries which we are competing with, yeah. uh, which they are competing with, they have to have more uh, more knowledge than them, yeah. because uh, uh, of course uh, uh, the sad part is, I mean the, the region around us don't have those uh, educational facilities mm, that allows them that's to true. go for. 13 years of education yes. or what? No, not 13, 15 years of education. We may not have. So we, we, because we want a better income for our citizens, we give our people a links up by giving them a longer you know, the education runway so that they can get a degree. Why not? You know? yeah. Good thing. But at the same time, education as an, as an, as a, how do you call it? as an industry yeah. to earn yes, know, definitely. Foreign, how do you call it, foreign student school fees yes, it's, it's a huge it's really business a big, big industry yeah. it's a I huge mean, business Australians yes. are doing a very good job you know yeah. because for them they are they are not only earning the, 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 the school fees you know or yeah. No, they, yeah, it, they, it is a proportion they, of the GDP already. In, yeah. They have to find accommodation, so yeah. you know, uh, you know, land own and how do you call it, property owners have yeah. to. Yeah, it's a total injection, yeah, of uh, industry. You know? And then these yeah. people not only uh, come to the country just to educate, they also have to entertain themselves. They watch their own movie. They go to your restaurant. Restaurants, yes. I mean, it's. It's a permanent. It, it is. It is a tourist. whole. It's a whole industry that adds to the GDP uh, in Australia. I think that the, the numbers were staggering. Um, you know, each student was uh, like investing about two hundred thousand um, US dollars uh, into the, the the few years of education um, in Australia. The the studies have already shown, and that's huge. Dollars should be a million or so. Yeah. For the lifetime. Yeah. So, so the point I'm saying is that we, we have to find these kind of opportunities for mm. our, maybe we cannot compete directly in terms of, you know, maybe IT, uh, but we still have to find those industries to absorb our, our qualified people so that they have a good job. Yeah. Healthcare is another one that I always yeah. tell them, you know, yeah. it's really a very good job, you know, you walk into a hospital and there's a nurse, I mean, people will treat the nurse as a professional. Yes, of course. Because, you know, when you're sick, yes. you're in the bed, if that person help you, you know, now, for us, uh, because I'm involved in nursing training, I know that yes. different levels of nurses, there are the assistant nurse, there is training, and you know, the, the IT, our vocational school, and then there's the, 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 the quad, what we call the registered nurse level, yep. uh, that is trained by the Polytechnic in the university. Yep. Uh, but they wear similar uniforms, so they are, you know, they, Very professional. they don't matter. Yep. Or we train lab technicians, we 
there are some in our vocational school, there are some higher one in the, uh, you know, uh, in, in polytechnic, there are even higher one with a bachelor degree, and there wow. are even higher yes. one in a PhD. But when they are in that lab or in that, what more than wear a white coat, it looks yes. very professional. Very, to very well respected. To, yeah. to people and uh, 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 it's, a, it's a good job, you know. So yes. we create some of these jobs which are basically service industry jobs, which, 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 which is which 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 in normal sense the foreign foreigner could come in that you think to you know face that. Yeah. So these are these are the two areas that I'm aware of like, that which yeah. I really think that we could have done better in this mm. you know and, and, and not just servicing each other, yeah. you know, like healthcare we, we service our own population okay. Mm. There was uh, all these uh, uh, you know, they, they call it, what do you call it? Uh, health tour- tourism? Or yeah, health tourism, yes. Uh, health tourism, you know, people move, but actually not, it's not health tourism. It is actually the rich in Indonesia, in Malaysia, mm. in sure. who come to Singapore to look for specialists yeah. in Singapore. Because we have, a, we have a very, how do you call it? Trustworthy kind of a reputation. Yeah, sure. We have trustworthy hospital, healthcare facilities. They are willing to come. Yes. But again, I think we have not done enough yes. to push that. To push that. that. Factor, yeah. You know? uh, yeah, uh, it definitely is going to add a lot of jobs um, if that is taken as. The, you know, the industry that's front and center. Um, yeah. Couple of final questions uh, for you, Eden. Thank you so much for your in-depth analysis. Um, number one, what do you see from now, Singapore? Um, what do you see the society um, will be in the next five years post-pandemic? Um, how do you see? Uh, and number two is that we talked about the PMETs, uh, especially the top management, mid to top management, uh, being displaced uh, or replaced, um, especially so in the last five years, that, and it's accelerated and accelerating now. Um, and they probably can't come back to the economy. But that maybe these jobs are going to be lost forever. Um, my question is, for, for because it's such a huge group of people, is there any cause of any action of recourse. For example, um, there, there are unions for the lower level workers, the rank and file. Um, do you think there should be more collective bargaining voices uh, for this group of people who are just displaced? I mean, you, heard, you hear stories that people are just given the, the, the letter, you know, and then they have to be asked to go in a couple of days and there's no recourse of action. So. Eden, what are your take on these two um, questions? Uh, you know, what what is uh, what your uh, what your take on uh, Singapore? I'll just address the second first. Okay. Uh, because they are more not in, I guess they are clearer things like mm. so how do we treat the foreign talent, foreign mm. worker kind of a situation? I think the government is on it, and how do we treat? I mean, that means the the supply of the supply of uh, manpower, how to treat it such that mm. it will, will not be too 
uh, it will not uh, be too detrimental to our local Singaporeans who are mm. struggling. Yeah, detrimental. Okay. Okay. And the other, of course, is to put the supply of kind of job which I talked about. Mm. One other industry that we can push up. Yeah, I think the next five or ten years, I really have no idea, but I'm very sure that the, mm. uh, the, the current government is also aware of the situation. It's a question of how how hard the politician, uh, the political, the political will. master, are pushing it. Mm. How well the, our so-called government government machinery are pushing it, but but we are aware the government is definitely aware of it because I mean, in, uh, sure, election result does does yeah, and and the debates that yeah. does push them lah because yeah. you know every five years uh, they have to go and you know face mm. the electorate, uh, so yeah. they are aware of the situation and they are pushing it. But it's a question of how hard they will push it. Yeah, and uh, just to cap off a final bonus question um, for you, you know, when those days when you look back, um, when you first when you first started your career, um, you know, as as someone who probably um, have graduated and and got your um, scholarship and then come back to Singapore and then launching your careers at that time, um, you were a young person. With a lot of dreams, a lot of uh, drive, you know, to take on uh, the agenda of Singapore to to put Singapore higher on the on the economic map, global economic map. But for someone who's living now, who are just graduated, um, or someone probably your grandchildren who's going to be about to graduate, you know, what can, how, can you juxtapose uh, their careers? And and what is your thoughts on that? I don't think I have. I mean, when I came back from overseas, uh, I I mean, I, I just moved into the workforce, and, and of course, by God's grace, I, I was fortunate to move, you know, uh, uh, you know, to as mentioned, uh, education and healthcare. Very senior position. Um, I was really fortunate, now. but of course, during my time, uh, we are maybe um, I I don't know what what is the percentage of uh, university graduate. Uh, mm. Anybody who is a university graduate is in the, in the maybe the low tens, mm. below the low tens. I mean below ten, you know, mm. maybe five to ten percent. We are very fortunate because whatever we do. Uh, yet we are able to move up the career ladder. Uh, for the for the people that are graduating, let's say this year or, or the current system, I think the challenge is there are many more of similar qualifications. Now it's a question of how do you distinguish yourself, yeah. how do you separate yourself from the crowd, or how how which industry or which which particular area you should focus on and, and the even harder challenge for them is that whatever they focus on they have to switch you know I don't know in five yeah. or ten years time you know yeah. because that industry disappeared this, I mean, this my disrupted. career yeah. I, mean, uh, uh, I mean then we were 
in my career, if you remember correctly, that was the hardest industry, you know. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah? Yep. You know, we were the top world producer of hard disk. I mean, Singapore, yeah, one yeah. small little island, sure. we produce the world's uh, hard disk. I mean, More than 50%, uh, yeah. Uh, so, so, but then, in, in within my lifetime, the whole industry is gone. The yeah. whole industry disappeared. Yeah, and, and, yep. and, and we are talking about thousands and thousands of workers that are in that, in that particular industry. So, mm. I will see that my children or my grandchildren generation yep. will, will have even harder struggle because the, the speed at which the hardest industry disappear will be even much faster because yeah, of technological acceleration. Yeah. So, I, I can sense that it will be a bit harder for them yeah. and they will really have to think very hard on it. Yeah, so on, uh, yeah. And not depend on that one piece of paper yes. that says, you know, Sure. I I think on that note, um, uh, you know, we have uh, encapsulates um, the future from from what we probably can see in a, in a blurred vision. But you know, I think the acceleration has already started, and it's going to even increase at an accelerating rate increase at an increasing rate. So um, with that, um, I thank you so much, Eden, for your very insightful uh, conversation, especially uh, with the years of historical nation-building experience that I think um, young people should hear more stories of these and juxtapose their lives. You know, we give uh, thanks to God um, for all the blessings that we have got now. But I think we have also got to step up like what you say, not rest on our, our laurels, but continue striving forward um, uh, to adapt, to change, and to improve. Thank you so much, Eden. Um, sure. I thank you for your wonderful insight, and that's from me. Um, and you, and I'll replay your your uh, interview again on my podcast, Talk About Life, and I'll send that to you. But definitely. Uh, we love to have you and your insights because it opens up the eyes and I think listeners need to hear from the forefathers, from the founding fathers, the lives and the journeys that they have walked and they can compare and contrast the lives now and the lives ahead. Thank you so much, Eden, and I wish you all the best uh, to you and your families. Yes. And you Thank take you care. Wishing you the best too. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Bye. So bye. So, ladies and gentlemen, that um, was uh, Mr. Uh, Eden Liu, uh, one of the founding fathers of the Singapore economy and the infra uh, educational infrastructure of Singapore. Um, a wonderful uh, talk with Mr. Um, Eden Liu, and I enjoy so much uh, the talk with him. And I just want to wish all of you a wonderful time. Uh, and I'm going to sign off very soon, but I would like to uh, 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 announce that this is the final call-in for the Radio Love Cafe show. Um, but you will find me more on TV channel, Talk About Life on YouTube, and then I will be replaying all my shows on radio for you. Wonderful time uh, to be alive because we are connected via technology thank you so much ladies and gentlemen
Hello, 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 hello there. This is Vicky Astro. I'm your podcaster, radio DJ from Singapore on IOW Network, which you can find on StreamEater.com. I am on the final call-in segment today, um, and you will find more of me on TV, YouTube at uh, tinyurl.com/slash talk about live. And before I sign off for the day, a um, couple of uh, wonderful. Uh, thank you, gratitude, shout-outs um, to Bishop Jackie Gilbert-Grant, um, Kevin Padillo, um, Miguel Flores, um, Chari Muse, J- Jamel, Jamel Thomas, um, S, uh, SF Sito, Professor Kosumin, um, Dr. Moby, Mr. Eden Liu, um, and many more, and Francher Gardner. Uh, thank you so much for supporting me, Viswal, and not forgetting Ben Kitchens. Uh, you have been such a wonderful uh, caller and segment co-host. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for being with me. Uh, and whenever you hear this, like now, it means I am on air with you, and today is the 23rd of August, 2021, the 9th, uh, the 9.52 p.m. Singapore time, which is 9.52 American Eastern Standard Time a.m. So, ladies and gentlemen, the final calling for Love Cafe Radio. Just want to send all my love and gratitude to you and also all my love and protection from me and God to you and your families uh, from the bottom of my heart.